Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to my weekly ADHD episode on the podcast. For the past couple of weeks, I have been talking about I wish I knew then what I know now in the context of ADHD. So there is part one and part two, which have already aired. And today I'm going to be finishing off this mini series, so to speak, with part three. So in my work as a parent coach with mums and many mums who have ADHD, whose kids have ADHD, I accumulate many nuggets of wisdom that they have shared with me and also that I have gained through my life and as and my role as a mum to a boy who has ADHD. So the the things I'm going to try uh, discuss today are they're amazing and they're things that sometimes we don't think of and things that we should learn to trust within ourselves a bit more. The first one being to trust your intuition. So often we know, we know exactly what we should, in inverted commas, be doing, what we should say, how we should act. And often we question that or we doubt ourselves. And my advice to you is to always trust your intuition. Never ignore it. Because you do know best and you know your child best. You know them better than anyone, better than any expert, better than, than all probably better than they know themselves at this stage. So trust that and go with your intuition. Never ignore it because it never feels good. And so many times, if and when we do, those are the times we go, ah, I just wish I'd listened to my intuition. I knew I shouldn't have done that or we shouldn't have done that. And that's come up time and time again with me and with the mums I speak to, that they really, one of their their, their, uh, most steadfast tools is to trust their intuition. The next one is never be worried or ashamed or or any of those other kind of negative emotionals, uh, negative emotions to take your child for therapy. Many kids with ADHD have low self-esteem and for for good reason. They spend their lives comparing themselves to others and wondering why they're not as good as, why they're not as fast as, why they're not as organized as and all those things. And it chips away at them and how they feel about themselves. And if those feelings can become, become too harsh or too critical, then it's really good for them to be able to go and discuss it and speak to someone who will be able to help them find ways to tap into things 
then that will help them feel a bit better about themselves and we can be a huge source for them as well. That's why focusing on the positive is so important because what we focus on grows. The trouble is with ADHD, the symptoms and the way in which they behave can be deemed negative and we are wired to see the negative five times more than we are the positive. So it's very easy for us to become all consumed in all the things they shouldn't do or you wish they hadn't done or you think they'd be better at. And the minute we focus on those, guess what? We get more of them. So being able to shift our focus of attention to things they have done well, things they are naturally good at, their strengths, and reflect those back to them And that will help them, it will boost them and help them feel better about themselves. The other one thing that every single parent I have spoken to has said is that the one thing that's helped their child the most is the presence of a really good friend. So if your child has a really good friend, do all you can to facilitate that relationship, to help that relationship flourish to make it easy for your child to meet up with that friend, to spend time with that friend. And even when it's hard for us to be able to find the time to maybe fit in that extra drive or organize things so the friend can come over, it's really, really important because it helps our kids feel better about themselves and it makes them feel like they belong because a friend is someone who will accept you exactly the way you are. And when our kids are accepted for who it is they are, they feel like they belong and they feel much better about themselves. The one thing I know that I um, wish I'd done earlier was to accept the the whole thing about ADHD. I knew it was there. I uh, My intuition, as I mentioned at the beginning, my un- intuition was absolutely right. I knew there was something awry, but I fought it. I resisted it and I didn't accept it. And in many of my podcasts, I talk about accepting your current reality, accepting the as is. Because as soon as we don't accept something, the opposite of that is if we don't accept it, we resist it. And if we resist something, it will persist. And if we resist it, we fight against it. And when we fight against it, whatever we're fighting against will fight us back. So being able to accept it earlier was, would have been a really good thing for me. The other thing that is incredibly powerful for us to do with our kids, with all kids, regardless of ADHD, is to apologize to them more than we do. I now apologize to my kids as many times as I can you know, in the event that I'm short with them or snippety with them or I say something that could be taken the wrong way, I apologize for it. I say, you know what? I just said that and it's, I don't actually mean it and it might have come across the wrong way and I should be really careful about what I say and how I say it. So let me, I will say a shuffle and redeal. Let me say that again in a, in a kinder way perhaps or a less judgmental or critical way. So apologizing to them is really good. Role model is an incredible skill and one that they then will not be uh, shy of trying for themselves or embarrassed to try for themselves or feel they're too, um, they're not strong enough to be able to apologize. They see apology as a weakness. I see it as a strength. Help our children to see that as well is a really good thing. Um, 
to share your feelings with them more than we do. That's another thing that is so tremendously important. I think it's one of the most important things we can do for our kids because it is only in being allowed to feel our feelings. It is through the feeling of the feelings that we fix the feelings. If we deny the feelings, dismiss the feelings, pretend they're not there, ignore them, say to someone, oh, don't, don't be sad. Why are you sad? Or you can't be cold. The, the feelings you feel don't go away. Because someone's tried to fix them from the outside. The only way you can fix them is to feel them from the inside. So feeling the feelings fixes the feelings. So I think that's a tremendously important piece. And encouraging our kids, especially with ADHD, to vocalize their feelings and be okay with it. Because every child needs to know that all feelings are okay. We are so sometimes so scared of seeing them in their discomfort that we want to just fix their discomfort, make those feelings go away. And in, in, in us trying to fix them externally, they never will. So it's a tremendous skill to be able to impart on your kids. The other one, be more aware of your own judgment and criticism and impatience. I always call them the three, um, the three imposters frustration, impatience, and judgment. They're toxic. And even if it's in our minds, our kids can smell what we're thinking a mile away. They can sniff it out because our energy and everything about us tells them exactly what we're thinking and feeling. So being really aware. I like to have a frustration, impatience, and judgment radar detector system going scanning all the time for judgment. Oh, I judged. Oh, I'm frustrated. I'm impatient. Where's that coming from? How can I shift this, shift myself out of this way of thinking? So scan for those, for the Motley crew. And when you find them, be curious and try and shift and come from curiosity. Because when you ask questions, it takes you out of judgment because you're looking to find, to go beneath. You're looking to find out why someone else might, why you might be feeling that way and why someone else might be feeling that way. And I loved this comment that one mum said to me, I need to be the bridge they need to get from A to B. And I needed to do that sooner than I did. And I know for myself, that's a huge one. I often thought that it would be better for my, my, my son to fail more than me be the bridge to, to not failing. And I think, you know, we want to be careful that we don't rescue them from all their mistakes. But at the same time, sometimes they need a bridge. And a bridge doesn't mean you enable them. A bridge to facilitate them to, to be on the path. They sometimes need a nudge. So in doing that, we have to balance the doing for them between doing too much and not doing enough. If we do too much, we disable them. We disempower them and we make them feel incapable when we do too much. And when we don't do enough, they feel disempowered. They don't feel capable and it, it works the same way. So we need to find that balance and it sometimes can be different, difficult. And I know when my son was younger, I absolutely didn't do enough for him. For the fear of him never being able to do it for himself. But when I wasn't doing enough for him, he didn't have the skills to even get on the path. Therefore, he felt bad about himself because he couldn't even get started. So I hope I'm explaining that in a way that you can understand. 
And I hope that these three episodes, part one, part two, and part three episodes, um, let me just check, episodes number 264, 268, and now this one, 272. Wow, I can't believe I've done so many podcasts when I say that number. But I hope that they've been really helpful to you. I can see from the downloads that they are being downloaded more than any other any other episode I've put out there. So I know that they are what you want and what you need. If there's anything you do struggle with, and I haven't um, uh, spoken to it on the podcast, shoot me an email and let me know because I love speaking to specific challenges. I love knowing I'm helping someone. I know I'm helping lots of people, but it's nice to know I'm really helping one person. So reach out, let me know. I'd be more than happy to dedicate an episode on the pod- podcast to it. But for the time being and for today, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.